Hi, welcome to my podcast on object biography. I am Shamo Sharkar, a student of Brooklyn College. This podcast supports my course, The Shaping of Islamic World, instructed by Professor Ali Nawi. Islam and science goes back a long way. In today's podcast, we are going to discover a scientific object that has an old connection with a Muslim ruler. The object is the astrolabe of Umar ibn Yusuf ibn Umar ibn Ali ibn Rasul al-Muzaffiri. This object was made in Yemen around 690 Hijri or 1291 AD. In current days, many of us complicate things by thinking that science and religion can't get along. Umar's devotion towards God and science may change your mind. Throughout his scientific journey, he researched many ideas, but he always remembered to praise God for his findings. Umar's astrolabe lets us dive into a scientific journey of progress, where the concept of religion is present all along the way. Astrolabe is a handheld model of the universe that allows people to calculate the position of the sun and other stars at any given time of the day. This was really valuable in the Islam because it could help people to identify prayer times and the direction to Mecca. The astrolabe of Umar was manufactured of cast bronze and then was hammered, pierced, chased, and eventually inlaid with silver to produce a handsome instrument measuring a little more than six inches in diameter. While he was a prince, Umar ibn Yusuf had been carefully educated, was well versed in mathematics and astronomy, and had even written a treatise on the construction of astrolabes. Another met astrolabe, which can be compared to Umar ibn Yusuf's one, was manufactured nearly 400 years later in Mashhad, Iran, by Muhammad Zaman al-Munazim al-Astrolabi, which is made of cast and hammered bars, and still and measured less than 7 inches in diameter. Neither of these astrolabes were large enough to make precise astronomical observations. But they were accurate enough to tell time and could be used to determine the position of planets for astrological purposes. Based on the description given by the Metropolitan Museum of Art of New York, Umar's instrument follows the form typical of other astrolabes from the medieval Islamic world, made of brass that consists of a rotating rule, an open-work reed or star net, with an ecliptic ring and star pointers, a case or meter, housing four plates, a rotating sighting bar or alidate, on the back of the case and a pin. The back of the case bears previously mentioned encryption 
along with several registers of astrological symbol and notations. From the top, there protrudes a decoratively pierced suspension bracket of arabesque design attached to two rings. Inscribed around the outer edge of the reed are the names of the 28 lunar mansions. One of the four plates is not original and appears to have been reused from another astrolabe. The others, all original, bear the latitudes for four specific locations in Yemen, as well as for Mecca and Medina. Umar's astrolabe has some Arabic inscription to suggest special astronomical words. Along with the astronomical words, there is a sentence which translates to This astrolabe is made with care and especially for Umar ibn Yusuf ibn Ali ibn Rasul al Muzaffri. Year 695. Now that we know more about the looks of the astrolabe, it's time to know more about the maker of the astrolabe. Umar ibn Yusuf is also known as Al-Ashraf. He was the third Rasulid Sultan of Yemen. He became Sultan after his father died in 694 Hijri. He stayed in power until his death in 696 Hijri. Even though he comes from a royal family and became a Sultan, he didn't have a lot of importance in political history. He became known for his scientific contributions. Based on statements given by his teachers, he contributed to several important and sophisticated scientific works. He was fascinated by astrolabes and sundials. He constructed many of them. One of these astrolabes is preserved in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. And that's our object of interest for today. Three complete manuscripts of Al-Ashraf's treatise on magnetic compass have been found. Among them, the most significant manuscript is preserved in the Egyptian National Library. In this manuscript, Al-Ashraf gave detailed explanations on how to make one of the astrolabes or magnetic compasses. In the manuscript, he repeatedly shows his devotion towards God and explains that the main purpose of the device is to determine Qibla, which means direction towards Kaaba. He also added some reference to his investigations and ended the manuscript by praising God. One of the interesting concepts that Al-Ashraf mentions in the treatise is the use of tar or wax. He talks about a brass ring to be used as a mold for constructing astrolabes. In his opinion, this ring should be filled with tar or wax so that the plate laid on it is on equal level 
with the rim of the ring. Alashov also talks about using steel needles magnetized by rubbing with a magnetic stone. He found out that steel needles keep their magnetic property longer than iron needles of the same size. He also mentions some of his confusions in the treatise. He does not seem to know whether the end rubbed with the magnetic stone or the other one turns north. But he knows that each head retains its attraction or desire to turn north or south. To get a better understanding of Alashov's journey, we will now examine his position in the royal family and his other works other than the stories. Beside the tutors, Alashov worked on a project called Book of Instructions in the Science of Astronomy and Astrology. This project is a compilation of received knowledge and new observations on topics as varied as the wind and rains, the growth of plants, animal husbandry, tax collections, the cultivation of fruits, the collection of aromatic plants, and the seasons for navigation. Alashaf assembled registers of documents from his father's reign called Nur al-Marif, which translates to the light of knowledge. It includes inventories and price lists of artisanal and agricultural products, foodstuffs and textiles to be supplied to the palace, gift recipients, amount paid to soldiers, and administrative officers for various tasks, and taxes charged on products in the great port of Ireland. The port of Aden had significant value to the royal family of Al-Ashraf. The Rasulids, who had established their rule in Yemen earlier in the century, aggressively improved the infrastructure of the port. Under Al-Ashraf, Umar's father, Al-Malik Al-Muzaffir, Aden had benefited from the disruption of trans-Asian land routes by the Mughal conquest. The result? was a substantial increase in trade. Custom house accounts compiled at Al-Muzaffar's death in 1295 or 694 Hijri shows nearly 300 commodities compared to only 33 in a description of Ayubet Yemen from earlier in the century. Aden had risen to the rank of a major international business hub by the time Al-Ashraf became Sultan. Al-Ashraf's astrolabe signifies the transmission and expansion of medieval science. The progress of Aden and Yemen 
influenced Alashov to become the Polymit prince, with an interest in science and technology. The economic gain made from the increased trades also helped him to continue his journey of science. Alashov, or Omar's astrologer, holds significant scientific, religious, and historical value in one small six inches object. This is undeniable that science and religion can be contradictory sometimes, but the opposite is also true. Science and religion can also sometimes benefit from each other. Al Ashraf's inspiration when making the astrolabe was to find out when to pray and where to face while praying. His scientific works were directly influenced by religion. And that is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening.